What's up, nerds? Welcome to Nintendo Pow Block for May 2nd, 2017. I'm one of your hosts, Corey Deering, and alongside me, as always, the man who was on a long trip this weekend, Edward Varnell. Ed, I'm glad you made it back safely. Yes, I got to play the Nintendo Switch for the first time, and I love the system. Like, I need to get one as... Uh, yeah, cannot wait to get mine real soon. I actually told Corey that I moved it up from June to May. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those systems where, like, once you get it in somebody's hands, it's, I mean, it's it's almost similar to the Wii U, but to a much grander scale, to where once you get it in someone's hands, like, they won't want to play games any other way, to the yes. point where, like, I mean, it's, it's that thing where, like, I literally want to play my games everywhere, and I don't want to have to flip-flop between systems to do it. And this is the system. This is, you know, I, I'm always saying like, you know, I, to, we've always had to do this as Nintendo fans. We've always had to own two or three systems to get every single experience that we wanted. And now, well, up until about a week ago, about an hour after we recorded, which we'll get into yes. in a little bit, like it kind of finally feels like Nintendo's focusing all of their their efforts onto one system, like coming to a point. Uh, and we're finally going to have the one system that has all of our favorite experiences on it. And it's going to be awesome. I, I love this thing. I have, I haven't put put, I haven't put it down since I got it. Like yes. I haven't played anything else really like to a large extent. Like I, I did turn on destiny on my Xbox. I did turn on halo on my Xbox for like, I don't know, a total of 45 minutes uh, just because I was looking for something to play that was just kind of like, I don't really want to spend a lot of time on something right now. I'm just going to shoot some stuff. And, you know, I've been playing Mario Kart nonstop, Shovel Knight nonstop, well, Spectre Knight, uh, Mr. Shifty nonstop, and, and even at the Mario Kart Midnight last week, uh, you know, I've played multiplayer Tetris with people all night until we got Mario Kart. You know, it was just, it was awesome. Oh, Puyo 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 Tetris is insane. Oh my gosh, I love it, but I don't understand the Puyo Puyo part, and it, which sucks because I used to play Dr. Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine like on, on Genesis uh -huh. all the time, and it's essentially the same game. I just forgot how to play it because I love Tetris so much to the point where I'm just like, I'm just going to play Tetris. But, man, yeah. I'm so jealous that you finally got your first hands-on experience of Switch. I envy you. Why? Because the first time I played it, I was so excited. Now I'm just so used to it. I'm just like, yes. But, like, touching it for the first time, it's just like, oh. Yes. I, I mean, I had to. I had to play, get my hands on it. And then I had to take it out the dock to see how quick it... Uh, how you know how quick it switches and it's about a two second delay not too long um uh, like oh okay it didn't same same as when you dock it like almost two seconds not too long and stuff uh but yeah i was like enjoying it i was uh i had to it took me a while to learn the joy cons on how to take them off and how to click them on uh 
Yeah. Because it kind of, yeah. I'm like, I didn't know that there was a button in the back to take them off. Because it uh -huh. looked, because you don't see, it looks like people are just taking them off. So yeah, you don't well, see. The button, the button is like right under the shoulder buttons. Yes. Close, close to the screen. So they're kind of out of the way. Uh, yes. But like, it's so cool. Did you have the volume up when you took them on and off? Uh, yes. Oh, it's so cool because like, everybody it like you just you don't expect it but it just makes this the snapping sound from all the commercials when you snap the joy cons on it's awesome yes yes oh. that was a really cute uh sound effect yeah oh man i i feel like this is like two months ago now <laughs> because like we're talking about how cool all the little features and stuff are on the switch but yeah oh, man did you you played larry's right i'm, I'm yes. assuming yeah. uh -huh, i was playing larry's yeah yeah yeah, World One One. Go look at to go listen to it. It's, it's Ed and Larry's show. Go listen to it. In uh, Adrian. Yeah. Well, sometimes Adrian's not there, and I miss him. Sometimes. Yeah. This game is. He's 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 big indie developer now. He's he's too cool now. Well, yeah, he finished this game, so now he could be on the show too. Yeah, I saw his Instagram uh, meeting Peter Capaldi and all these people up at like you know, whatever convention he was promoting his game at this uh -huh. weekend. And he's, he's a celebrity now. He's, he's big news, big news, Adrian. So tuna cycle still real good though. I can't wait. Yes. Bugs are stupid. Well, I got to buy it. It is out. So I just got to buy it so I can play it. Oh, it is. Yeah. Adrian. Thanks for telling me, Adrian. What a jerk. <laughs> So. But I'm excited to play it. Uh, yeah, what what else have you been playing? Anything really? Just your Switch impressions? Just your... um, I just those games for Switch. Um, before I left, uh, was playing Ghost Recon Persona Five. Um, was about to hook up my Wii U and get back and finish up Zelda Breath of the Wild, but I'll do that like later on tonight and tomorrow. Um, I mean, by the time you guys see this uh, video, that means Monday and Tuesday that I'll be playing it. Um, Near Automata, I'm ready to start. Um, and I got to install my Far Cry 4 so I could try that and see how that runs. But um, that's pretty much all I've been playing. And then, um, on the train ride back home, um, I've been playing Pokemon Sun, and I actually finished my first trial. So uh, that didn't really take long. So now, but now I got to be like, okay, let me get to the next part of the game so I can move it along. Right. Right. Uh, there's so much. There's so much backlog that I need to catch up on. And uh, uh, my, I like my main thing right now is like you know you and I. I'm, so bef well, I guess I should just kind of update everybody before. Like in this week, Ed and I are recording three shows. We're going to have two shows this week and one next week. And then mm -hmm. Ed and I are planning a bunch of really cool Nintendo focused content yes. that, you know, we've kind of been talking back and forth on and like kind of going through things. So uh, the episode you're going to hear next week is won't probably won't have any news or anything. So if something big happens before our episode goes up. Sorry, we'll cover it the week after. Uh, because I just, gosh, every time I go on vacation, every time I go somewhere that I can't do a show or something, something happens. Like something yes. big happens. Like when I went on my honeymoon, oh, Nintendo comes out with this random Switch commercial announcing Switch. I'm like, oh, thanks. 
thanks. And I had to do a, a 55 second Instagram video to give my thoughts and impressions. And everybody yelled at me because I was on my honeymoon <laughs> and I was doing a video of reacts video on the switch announcement. Uh, so and don't worry. Cause I did an optional opinion on it. So yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> and that I took mean, like 15, 30 minutes. <laughs> so, yeah. So Ed and I are kind of, we're, we're spearheading some Nintendo content outside of power block. Uh, you know, let's plays, uh, Let's play a podcast is an idea we've been floating around for a long time. We kind of did a test one on on Halo uh, a while ago. Yes. Uh, you know, we want to do kind of reaction videos and live stream some stuff and, and, and just kind of like get that going because, you know, we're obviously huge Nintendo fans and and it's just it'll be fun. So, yes. uh yeah, and I, I'm ordering my green screen and, and stuff today for stuff like that. And Ed, I don't know. Yes. Why don't we get into some news? Oh, you mean like the crazy reveal of the 2DS XL? Yeah. What? Dude, okay. okay. Ugh, this thing, this thing, it's. I actually really, really, really want one. And like, I, I like my 3DS a lot, but this thing is probably the sexiest handheld Nintendo's probably ever created. <laughs> well, before we get this, in, uh, before, let's, before we get there, um, Nintendo the revealed uh, that uh, the day that we recorded our show, that Thursday, that there was going to 2DS XL that's coming out for $150 on June 28th. Um, it, you know, this is a big announcement because you would think that it would be something for E3. Mm-hmm. But it's very, it's a very sleek. It's um, it's not the one uh system like they have. It now actually folds, so it's the claps kind of system. The uh end parts are a new design. Um, that oh, it looks like an oval round shape in a way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it kind of um, almost looks like it almost looks like if you have an iPhone or something with the yes. rounded edges, and it looks like two iPhones that are kind of like hinged together, and you just fold it down. Yes. Uh, the blue buttons and d-pad and trimming actually almost match identically with the switch joy cons if you have the blue joy cons uh-huh. which is really interesting which makes me think that at some point the there okay so they kind of revealed two colors it's the black and blue one which is the one that i really want and then they showed off a white one with red tr- or orange trim which i kind of feel like the switch might get orange joy cons at some point it's that if you remember the the jet orange GameCube controllers. Yes. That's the color of the white one. The white one with the orange trim is that color. I, I thought it lo- it was gold. It looks a little gold to me for some reason. Um uh the websites that are taking pre-orders and stuff listed as orange. Okay. So, uh I don't know, it might then just look fine. it just might look lighter in in high-res images or whatever, but uh, Okay. This thing is super cool, and I'm I'm actually I think I might actually get the black one. Like, I've been kind of throwing it up in the air mm-hmm. if I should get it or not, but I think I'm gonna get the black one. Okay. Uh, I I think it's I I just want it to match my Switch to be quite honest with you. <laughs> and like, well, here's the thing: like, I like my 3ds a lot. It's I I like that device a lot, 
but I don't ever use the 3D. Uh, you know, it's it's just it's I like I I like the new design better. I like I just like it a lot better, and I uh -huh. think I'm just I think I get it. Plus, my th my 3DS is like two and a half years at this point, two and a half years old at this point. Yeah, and not that Nintendo hardware dies, but like this will give me an extra if because they're releasing this new th version of the 3DS. Like they're obviously going to keep making games for it for at least another year. Oh, for two, two years. So, yeah. So like I'm I I kind of want to I want to keep up with it, you know. Yeah, I mean, I I think if they decide to do a new system, it will be next year. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, but what just, they would do, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't really see them doing a new handheld unless they did like a. There's all these mockups of like a Switch Mini that don't require a dock, or the the Joy Cons don't come off mm. or anything. Like that's the only thing I could see them doing after a 3DS. Uh, but man, this thing, it's so. Oh, so pretty. So pretty. Well, I, I feel like if they could do a DS that has the power of the Wii in it, mm -hmm. I think it would be successful. Mm -hmm. Or you even know. a Wii U. I mean, they could even do a Wii U. Yeah. So, but yeah, me and Corey just like, Ed, how, did you see this uh, announcement of 2DS XL? I'm like, wait, what? Yeah, yeah. I, I was right after recording. I was editing the show to put it up the next day, and I was like, "Ed, did you see this 2DS?" You're like, "What?" And I thought it was fake at first because, like, I yeah, saw, I saw it in a bunch of like, I'm in a bunch of Nintendo groups, and a lot of them are full of people that are like, I mean, you know how Facebook group groups work. There's like, if there's like thirty thousand people in one of these groups, you know, at least five thousand of them are big trolls and just kind of say stuff that doesn't make sense or is fake and stuff uh -huh. and i saw this trailer in three of those groups i'm like this is weird so i clicked on the video just because i like to see what people like to make up and stuff and i clicked on it and the youtube video said nintendo and i was like wait is this real so i went to nintendo's official youtube page and it was the first video on there and it only had about a thousand views and it had only been up for about 15 minutes i was Dang. like i was like wait a second so i was like ed did you see this new 2ds and by the time i had refreshed the video to watch the trailer again and it had almost a million views wow <laughs> and i was like holy crap this thing is cool like it was it was a cool re reveal it was a little random to be revealed at eight o'clock on a thursday night but yeah, it's a cool system. I actually, I really, really want one. Yeah, and now I, they're teaming up with uh, Uniqlo, um, doing clothing. So Nintendo's kind of making some big moves, um, yeah. soon. Mm -hmm. And I, when I think yeah. when they say entertainment and trying to get their business back, I, Nintendo's doing a lot. You know. Mm -hmm. They're they're plenty they're they're marketing yeah. and doing uh, uh performing well right now you know getting their plans into action because like after E three we're all just gonna be waiting to be like okay where's the, when's the next Nintendo Direct and are you guys gonna surprise us with something because if they surprise us with something who it's gonna be entertaining. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and the one thing about this the 2DS that I really really like is it has uh 
if you have a switch you know that or if you if you have a 3ds you know that the cartridge slot is just kind of wide open right yes you know there's there's no like cover for it or anything if you have a switch your cartridge slot has a nice little flap over it to keep the cartridge yes. from like i don't know shooting out falling out spring loaded or whatever yeah. uh what i do like about the new 2ds is at the bottom it has a nice row of like your volume your your power button and then where you stick the cartridge it also has another slot for your memory card that you can just pop it in and pop it out and then it has a flap that covers both at the same time which is super nice I yes think i think the design of this is awesome and the fact that it has all of the power of the new 3ds which uh -huh. means you can play xenoblade chronicles x or xenoblade chronicles 3d you can play um you know fire Emblem warriors you can play hyrule warriors on it without any hiccups or you know without any limitations you can play your super nintendo games on it like that's cool i'm glad that they included all that in it yeah and it's 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 fifty dollars cheaper than a regular new 3ds mm -hmm. yeah which is um, which is nice 150 149 dollars is a nice price point for a nintendo yeah. handheld system like definitely that for, is a yeah, good price definitely for people who are still traveling or are about to start their travels you know mm -hmm. some people are still in summer school around that time but if, when they get out and they're about to go on a road trip and you know don't really want to bring a, a switch and be like oh mom there's a new 2ds you could probably give me for my birthday or for this road trip if they got if you guys got the money it's a good gift to give mm -hmm. yeah you know? and so like this device makes you really excited to like I, I've been really spoiled with the Switch. I mean, that going back to 3DS is really hard. Uh, but they did say that they did make a little bit of revision in the screen technology as well. So it's going to be a little bit crisper uh -huh. uh, just because they are able to do that without the 3D. You know, when they take the 3D out, they can make your visuals look a little bit crisper because the, the screen's a little bit thinner and it, it's, it's just nicer. So uh, that's also what I'm excited about. If they can make some of the visuals look really nice and I can play my Super Nintendo games in a nice, you know, I because I've been playing Super Metroid again on my 3DS yes. at night when I'm in bed uh, while my Switch is charging. And uh, I would really like to see some crisp Super Nintendo games. Uh, and that's that's kind of why I'm excited for this is that like the screen clarity is going to be nicer. So I'm going to yeah. be able to play my virtual console games in a crisper way. Yeah, I know I need the new 3DS XL. Will I get the 2D XL? I probably, it, it, it depends, because Query would convince me, and he'd be like, Ed, you got to get it. And then he'll show me, and I'll be like, uh, and then I'll probably see, once I see it, and, you know, get my hands on it and really look at it, I'll probably be like, dang it, I need to go get one. <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, it looks, I, yeah, it looks really pretty, really beautiful. Uh huh. Yeah. So, uh, that that's uh, that's a cool new system coming from Nintendo. If you are kind of hesitant on Switch right now, but still kind of want to play Nintendo games and then jump on the 3DS, uh, this is a good jumping in point, I suppose. Yes. Uh, looks, it's really cool. I'm, I'm, I'm really thinking about getting one now. Uh, well, on to story, which I'm really excited for, and Ed's not so excited for. Ugh. Shaq Fu, A Legend Reborn, is coming to the Switch. 
I'm excited. I'm not. I'm really excited. I'm it's probably going to be jumbled garbage, but I don't care. Yes. I'm I'm really excited for Shaq Fu. Uh, I found my my Genesis uh, cart yesterday. I told you when I was going through yeah. some stuff, and uh, yeah, that game has a lot of fond, stupid memories. So, yeah, yeah. I I a new video up of the game. Is it even out yet for iPhone? Oh no, it's no, it's uh, they. Put a kick. It's not. They didn't go on Kickstarter. They went Indiegogo for four hundred fifty thousand uh, dollars, oh. and was announced in twenty fifteen for PC, PS four, Xbox One, and Wii U. Uh, then a couple days ago, they announced it was coming to Switch, and the Wii U version is canceled. Uh, uh, for for those that don't know, Shaq Fu was a uh, beat 'em up game featuring NBA star Shaquille O'Neal. Uh, I thought it was a fighting and- game. The Genesis version was a fighting game with some brawler elements in it. And this okay. one looks to be a, si- a side-scrolling brawler with big boss battles at the end of each level, kind of like the old TMNT games. Okay. So uh, it looks like it's going to be a mixture of both, and it's, it's exciting. Not going to lie to you. I I need to see some gameplay. I mean, it's it. I hope they only charge about like ten dollars for this, cause it's probably gonna look like ultimate garbage, and it's gonna probably play worse than that witch flying game. I'm 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 just telling you now, Ed. The cover for this YouTube video is gonna be Shaq. It's the Shaq Fu cover. <laughs> just warning oh. you now. <laughs> Oh wow. come on! I've had good ones. I've had good ones the last few weeks. I need to put something yes. stupid up now. Yes, you have. So, <laughs> uh, did you like the last not... week's, which was the, the old Star Fox Super Nintendo? Yes, box art throwback. So, uh, so yeah, it's it's time for some uh, Shaq Fu. It's coming back. So excited, and I'm. St- you don't know how excited I am. <laughs> You're not very excited. <laughs> oh. I mean, it's it's good that because me and you would probably end up buying it because it might be terrible and we just really want to play some bad games and literally laugh and be like, yes, we donated to this garbage, but it's now our garbage and it's for your guys' entertainment. Now, it might not be atrocious. It might not be garbage. It might actually be a good game. <laughs> but... I I, so. I have <laughs> yeah I have a high bunch of dollars with that. So. Oh man. Um, uh, so last week we we were gonna cover the some of the financial stuff that was going on with Switch and stuff, but we didn't get to it because we had long conversations about other things. <laughs> Mostly, kind of how Nintendo is way better than the other consoles. We feel but that's. <laughs> Super fanboying out about it. Um, Nintendo revealed some of their sales numbers: uh, seven or two point seven four million units sold worldwide for Switch in its first month. That's good. Which is which is way more than anyone's expectations, even Nintendo's. Uh, they sold about seven hundred fifty thousand more units than they expected to, and they a story came out today that they even flew in shipments to the United States and Canada to meet demand 
just so they could sell more units, which yes. is which is which is kind of an unintended like move. Uh, they did sell about twenty thousand more units of Zelda on Switch than they did uh, the units themselves. Yeah, I heard it's like a it's a seventy or seventy three percent attach rate to the system for any game, and that's big. That really is big. And it was just like people were buying the game, like me, like bought the game without even have the system yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's funny. I just I think it's funny that people are like. I mean, I I used to do this for systems too. Or when my PS2 when PS2 was coming out, like uh-huh. I remember I bought madden nba live and the bouncer before i even got my ps2 and like i can just imagine these people buying zelda before the switch comes out and i'm like yeah i can relate to that uh holding these games and reading the manuals before the (laughs) before the system was available for me so ah man good times that ps2 man what a system yeah uh Let's see. The Zelda also sold over one million units on Wii U, which is which is strong, also in its first month. Um, yes, I don't. I think you and I and maybe ten other people are are the only people that have <laughs> our Wii U still hooked up to our TVs. So uh, that's no, good. To see. Of, yeah. I mean, this was the game. This was the game people bought Wii U's for. I mean, I don't blame people for holding out on Switches to play it on Wii U because this was the game a lot of people bought Switch or bought Wii U's for, including me. Like, I mean, I bought my Wii U. Well, I got my Wii U for other reasons. It well, went it went hog crazy on different other titles. Yeah. Well, I mean, when they showed that, remember that very first what Zelda could look like in HD video that they showed before the Wii U was even out, uh, when link walked into the uh this the temple and was fighting the giant goma yeah that's that video right there was like yep sold sold and then we never got that zelda but <laughs> it reminds me of the gamecube the game gamecube sizzle reel where they showed like luigi's mansion and then they show that really awesome zelda trailer of link fighting ganon <laughs> and then we got wind waker and everybody was disappointed <laughs> And then it became one of the best Zelda games ever made. Ever. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Nintendo really knows how to put together trailers that never come out. <laughs> well, well, can I say that they put out trailers that they don't promise you? Because you know a Nintendo trailer yeah. that will promise you something will have gameplay in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I was just, it was just funny. Because like then we got Twilight Princess and... A lot of people kind of consider that one of the worst Zelda games, and I, I know. highly disagree. I think, I think there's a lot, of, a lot of busy work in between the dungeons. But once you get to those uh-huh. dungeons, man, those are some of my favorite Zelda dungeons ever. And I still think that the Twilight Princess, Princess dungeons are better than Breath of the Wild's uh, Divine Beasts. And don't get me wrong, I like the Divine Beasts, and I think it fits the story for Zelda for Breath of the Wild very well. But like. There's nothing like an old school Zelda dungeon. I think Twilight Princess does it just about as well as any of the other Zelda games. Yes. Uh, I I mean I think some of those dungeons are even better than than like that first for, the Forest Temple, or uh-huh. you know making your way through the Lost Woods and finding the Temple of Time. Like those two dungeons specifically are just oh, so good. So good. Yeah. So good. I still, I still love Twilight Princess. I know still, the, people. The dungeon. The people dungeon. make fun of me all the times, all the, the times. Dun- 
the dungeon with the sand is still one of my favorites. I just love that roller coaster yep. design close at the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that boss battle where you have to use the uh, spinner to climb yes. the wall. Oh, so good. Oh, so good. Um Tatsumi Kimishima said that he was relieved that consumers have accepted the Switch and <laughs> is relieved that people actually like the console. Uh <laughs> He says that he believes that the console can eventually sell 110 million units, surpassing the Wii. Uh, I think that's a little bit high. I think it's going to reach. I think it could potentially reach 3DS numbers, 70-ish million. Uh, yeah. Uh, some people are saying that it's only going to do about GameCube numbers. I think that's a bunch of crap. I think a lot of yeah. people are are looking for a handheld gaming device, and this is going to be it. You know. Right, uh, especially if they've owned a 3ds already, and they're looking for another experience, or of like people transitioning and, over from the Vita. Like I think a lot of people are looking for that. And this is one of the weird things is that some of the big top developers are just are like, yeah, my team members are bringing a switch to work and playing it in front of us. Mm-hmm. So if that, if that's it. That's saying something. It'd be like, okay, so you know, no one is bringing their 3D... Well, people are probably still bringing their 3DS and maybe Vitas, or the, and of course their tablets and stuff. But I'm just like, if you're seeing company employees bringing out like the Switch at work, something on how powerful that is. Because that's like incentives to be like, this might be the next big big thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think, you know? I think for people who are super into their PS4s or Xbox Ones, like... I really think that the Switch is a great complementary system for people who are looking for a second system, you know? Yes. And and like I know a lot of people say that like Nintendo's in third place all the time, even though like, you know, we saw the Wii and it just totally trounced everything and like the three DS and DS are record setters and stuff like that. And they stumbled with the Wii U, so what? Uh I think you know, by people being so invested in either the Xbox One or the PS4 and Nintendo being their second unit, that's where Nintendo wins. Is like, yeah. If they're everybody's second unit, that's where they become, that's where people, that's where Nintendo wins. You know, because, yeah. Say at, at the end of the day, there's 75 million Xbox Ones and 75 million PS4s. And, you know, 60% of those people, need a second console and it ends up being the the switch like that's that's 90 million units right there and like nintendo wins not that it's like a right not that it's like a a contest or anything but you know you always like to see nintendo better than these other consoles because they're never compared favorably and a lot of people don't realize that there's something about nintendo that they consistently even if the sale numbers don't look don't look good they're continually making money. They're kind of probably in the best spot. You know, people, you don't have to question what Nintendo was doing or if they're going to survive. Um, if they've been surviving for close to 150 some years. Trust me, they know how to survive through a drop. They know how to survive of competition of not being the biggest system or being the most powerful system. They know that if they put out some great content and word of mouth gets out, they're going to continue to sell. Mm-hmm. Uh, where I feel like Sony and Microsoft, you can have the biggest thing, but there's going to come a point in your time that there's going to be a standstill and they're not going to know what to do on how to get out. 
-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, it's cool. I'm 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 very happy that the switch is selling well and I'm really happy that people like it. And like, like I've said many times on the show and NGR and other shows and whatnot, like even people that I work with that don't, I wouldn't really consider them like gamers or big Nintendo fans or anything like mm -hmm. they're the, they're the people that buy, you know, Madden 2k call of duty battlefield every year. And that's kind of like it, you know, those, those kinds of gamers. And like, they're already talking about switch and the one guy really wants a switch. And like a lot of people at work are talking about the switch and how they might get one and how cool it seems that like, Oh yeah, I can play 2k on my couch and then plug it into my TV. Like it's cool to hear people that aren't really in the same headspace we are in terms of video games. Talk about yeah. this device. And that's, that's where Nintendo is going to grab people too. Right. And, you know, the older gamer knows what they want and know that they could get fun and get a lot out of a Nintendo system because mm -hmm. you're gonna, you'll probably see more portability happening from Nintendo with, with a hybrid consoles and stuff because it just makes sense now at this point in time since they are strong in the portable business and still somewhat strong in the uh, console business to put them together. You know, and playing full games. Um, now, what would what I would be surprised of is that if this really hurts the mobile market. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that, I I kind of feel like <clears throat> I still feel like that the mobile, like in terms of like cell phone games and stuff, like mm -hmm. I still feel like that that's still a, a different audience of gaming of gaming. You know, I just. I don't know. There's always something weird about the mobile market that's different from, you know, handheld gaming or console gaming, and but it's see, always going to the be there. This is, but this is the thing. I think kids are going to see adults or other people kids playing the Switch, and they're going to see how big the Switch is, and compared to their little tablet and phone thing, they're going to be like, "Why is that kid having a different, having a different experience of fun?" And I got this. They're going to continue to look at and peek, and mm -hmm. that's marketing that's going to get the that kid interested, and so. When that happens, they're going to be asking their mom, hey, mom, dad, you know what that is? Is, is there a way for you to get that for me? Mm -hmm. And if that spreads out, that's going to hurt, hurt the mobile market. Yeah. Because I'm like, yeah. if you already, I mean, if you're already paying like 200 or 300 or $400 for a kid to have an iPad, why not spend the same amount of money or less getting them a Switch? Mm-hmm. It still play great in indie games and uh, Nintendo games that you that they're going to end up loving. Yeah, yeah, I I agree. I think I think a lot of, especially if they start experimenting with price points more, uh, especially with mm -hmm. uh, downloadable games. If if parents are like, you know, buying a three hundred dollar device instead of a five hundred dollar device, and you get cool five to fifteen dollar games like. Kamiko is really good and Mr. Shifty is really good and they're both under $20 like and even Shovel Knight you get four games for 25 bucks eventually like yes you know there's there's cool games on there that are cheap that I I feel like people will be gravitating towards uh you know it's got that it's got that mobile effect in a good way where like you know games I wouldn't normally play I 
would really want to see on Switch and will try out. Like Snake Pass was a game that probably would have overlooked, but like it being portable and it being on my Switch and me being able to sink time into it here and there, like yeah, totally, you know? Yes. Yeah. Well, Ed, it seems Mario Kart 8 Deluxe is super popular. Are you are you so surprised? Um, not really. Uh, uh, Nintendo revealed that Mario Kart 8 sold five or four, 459,000 combined digital and retail units during launch day on Friday. Uh, it's the fastest selling Mario Kart title in Nintendo history. The previous record order was Mario Kart Wii with 433,900 units sold on launch day. Uh, according to Nintendo, currently... Uh, there's a 46% attach rate to Switch owners for Mario Kart 8. And that's just Ooh. as of Friday. So, surprise, Mario Kart 8 is super popular <laughs> again. Right. Oh, man, it's so good. I found, it. I found my main. I found my main. I'm so happy. I've been, I've been making my way through all the cups. You know, I'm on 150cc trying to get the three stars on all the cups and stuff. Man, yeah. Inkling Girl is my new main. Love it. Love it. I love her. Okay, I love explain. Her. What do you mean? Explain. I, I want to hear why it's your new May. Because like she's she fits right there in that tiny little spot where it's like she's just big enough to not get knocked off the course by the big characters and she's just fast enough to like and I know it has a comment of character cart wheel set and stuff like that. I do know all that. But I've been using her. I've been using the the Splatoon cart, which is more like a four-wheeler. And then I've been using the off-road tires. Yeah. And man, man, man. It's just so good. Ugh, so good. <laughs> so Yeah, uh, Lakitu is my main. Um, I use him, but I'm still trying to get the cart uh, that I need that's going to work well with them. Yeah, and like I'm still trying to unlock carts because I did have a main on the Mario Kart 8 for Wii U. Uh, it was one of the the long skinny carts with the wide wheels. I I really liked that. And then when Animal mm-hmm. Crossing, when Animal the Animal Crossing DLC came out for it, I uh, would use the F Zero cart, the white, the white F Zero cart that came out. Uh, I forget what it was called. I forget what it's called, but it's just it's just this really wide white cart that looks like one of the ships from f-zero and i'm still trying to find that to see if it works well uh but man i'm loving every second of mario kart even playing by myself like it's just (laughs) it's just so good i actually got to play battle mode and i enjoyed that yeah how is it i haven't played it it feels different it feels different um because uh, you think you think that it's a close, you know, it's a more closed space. No, it's pretty open, and they added little touches here and there. And so, trying to find who you want to attack and stuff is like it's very random. Yeah, yeah. I I still need to do battle mode. I haven't really gotten there yet. Uh, I have had some people challenge me one on one. Looking at you, Antonio Guillen and Lisa Goodman. Looking at you guys. I'm, I'm talking to you if you're listening to the audio version, but I'm looking at you <laughs> in the YouTube. 
Let me YouTube. See? Look at my eyes. Look at my eyes. Sorry. Uh, but, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm getting my groove back. It's super fun. And I've, oh, man, Mario Kart's so good. Yeah, I really don't have anything so else fun. to say except that. Like, I really hope that, you know, as much as I would love a Mario Kart 9, I would rather just have DLC for Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Because there, I think they'll probably want some more. Because there's nothing they can really do to improve the formula, honestly. Like, I like the anti-grav stuff. The only way I would love another Mario Kart is if they made Double Dash 2. Like, that's that's the only way I could see them doing something different with Mario Kart for this generation, is if they did Double Dash 2. And I don't even know if I want that now, because I like Mario Kart 8 so much. Yeah, double dash. Double dash two. Ah, that's double double dash. That's my game right there. That's my jam. I love double yeah. dash. Yeah, yeah. Well, and maybe I think I, can I just, one last thing. I think uh, you know, as great as double dash is, and I love it, I think Super Mario Kart 8 is like the definitive of all Mario Karts. Yeah. Like, I don't know how they can improve upon it. Yeah. Mario Kart. Buy it. Buy it. Buy it. And now I can take it in the, on, the, on the road. So I'm really excited. I need to figure out how to get my hand not to cramp up in handheld mode. But that, that'll come in time. I just need to play it more. Get my hands used to that position. That's all it is, Ed. That's all it is. <sighs> I know. Yeah. Um... So I, th there's just one last thing, and this came out a while ago, but I kind of think it was interesting, and then uh, we'll get into just random conversation probably before we wrap up the show. But uh, <laughs> SteamWorld Dig 2 devs came out and discussed the power of the Switch uh, because they're developing SteamWorld two, Dig 2 as a Nintendo Switch timed exclusive, which is pretty exciting. Yeah. Uh, they, may, they were talking about how the first game was designed for 3DS, uh, and they did it because they love handheld gaming. And, uh, you know, 3DS is kind of the perfect platform because they love Nintendo. And and they wanted to be able to make a game that people would enjoy on the go for, you know, their daily commutes or whatever. And so they decided to partner with Nintendo for SteamWorld Dig 2. Uh, and I'm just going to read these, these quotes from the Image and Form guys. Uh, one big reason is that we have a great relationship with Nintendo. Uh, this is on what attracted them to develop for Switch first and foremost. We've mm -hmm. been supporting them for the past few years, years and vice versa, versa. It's mutual. Also, we love their stuff. Many of us play Nintendo primarily, so we're huge fans. And just getting to work with unannounced hardware was reason enough. The core concept was so intriguing. I play most of my most of my hand. I play most games on my handhelds and enjoy my home consoles, but having a console that can go, uh, that I can play, all, that can also plug into my TV is a dream come true. Uh, how have the capabilities of Nintendo Switch helped you improve the sequel? The first Steam Dig was made for Nintendo 3DS, so we made sure that you could play on it on your daily commute. Uh, but we also wanted to make sure that it could uh, be played for longer periods of time as well. And... Of course, that carries over to SteamWorld Dig 2. 
having a console that's essentially both a handheld and a home console is a perfect platform for SeaWorld Dig. Other than that, it is a powerful machine, unlike other people saying. So we can make we can make some really nice things with the graphics, like improved textures, cool lighting effects, really fluid animations, and more. It's a buttery smooth 60 frames a second with full HD when docked and 60 frames per second in handheld mode too. It really is a powerful machine. Uh, so that kind of tells me that some people just don't want to take the time to develop for it. Yeah. Uh, you know, you know, quote, waste resources on an underpowered machine. Um, but lastly, uh, you announced during the Nindy showcase in February that SeaWorld Dig 2 would make use of HD Rumble. How's that coming along? Uh, and then it says, I quite like what we've been able to pull off with HD Rumble. One thing is recreating the sensation of digging into certain materials. There are so many cool things you can do. HD Rumble will be a fabulous feature for SeaWorld Dig 2. So they are incorporating the HD Rumble, which is cool too. Yes. Um, so the, the thing that, and I know like SteamWorld Dig isn't like the most graphically intensive game. Uh, it looks pretty, don't get me wrong. I think it looks amazing. Uh, I wasn't really huge on the first game, but this game looks, at least visually looks, um, looks amazing. Um, the power of the Switch, and we've kind of gone back and forth on this for a while, but it seems like the amount of power that the switch has is just a tad lower than the what the launch xbox one was able to do you know where you were they gave people five gigs of ram to work with instead of the full eight and you know the switch has four i think in it mm -hmm. uh, so it's not really that much power in terms of, of developing for these systems I think it's interesting that they kind of just came out and said it. You know, I think it's cool that they are just kind of like very open about their development and how, you know, the Switch kind of is making this game what it is. So. Yeah. I, I think what a lot of what the Switch is making a lot, a lot of developers do is like be creative, you know, change up your art style. And I think when you change up your art style, you're able to work in the limitations that is on the switch. You know, sometimes realistic graphics are not impressive because sometimes some realistic graphics still looks like it's next gen and don't age well. Yeah. Where a nice art style on the system could always be feel like timeless in a way. Mm -hmm. To the point where you don't even have to do a remaster or you don't have to rework it or anything. You could just be like, that's still beautiful after all these years. Yeah. I mean, so. I mean, Nintendo is always one of those companies that have always had games that you're like, oh, that looks great, even though it's 15, 20, 25 years old. Like, right. You look at a game like Luigi's Mansion or even games on the N64, like, Super Mario 64 still looks good for, you know, re whatever that generation is, you know, mm -hmm. like it's just you see these games and everything always looks good. Whereas if you go back to a game like on PS1, like Tomb Raider or Resident Evil or uh, 
even cartoony games like Crash, like they don't really hold up. Yeah. It's just they're like very blocky and pixelated sometimes. And you'd be like, this looks super dated. Yeah. And like I think I think the the generation that pulls off this the most that makes Nintendo look the best out of out of these three quote big companies would be like GameCube versus PS2 versus Xbox. And you look at the Nintendo developed games and then you look at the PS2 developed games and you look at the the games developed for Xbox and you're like, man, the games that hold up the best are the ones developed by Nintendo. Yes. No. I mean, you get those rare ones like, you know, you look at you look at Voodoo Vents, which still looks pretty decent on the original Xbox, but it didn't have the Nintendo charm. You look at uh, Jack and Daxter, I think still looks great on PS2. But, you know, a lot of games don't. SOCOM doesn't look good. And, you know, it's all it's all in the art direction. You know, Nintendo has always pulled off the art direction. Right. Like, even if you look at Eternal Darkness for GameCube, that game still looks good and it still looks creepy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Uh, I I mean, even Eternal Darkness, like we can you can still look at that game and say. Yeah, this is from that era, but it still looks better than a lot of the stuff that came out in that era. Or True. like Be- or like Beyond Good and Evil 2, I think is an or Beyond Good and Evil also is a game that you can look at and say, yeah, this was developed in this era, but it still looks pretty good. And that I mean that wasn't a Nintendo developed game, but like you know, Ubisoft had the the mindset that they were gonna create a game with a specific art style and it still holds up. Yes, that so, is true. Uh, but I just thought I thought it was interesting that you know some of these indie developers are coming out and saying, "Well, yeah, the Switch kind of is almost on par with Xbox One, and in in some ways, you know, it's like we can do all this stuff here. We can do this. It's just how much time you want to put into this, and and you know, people, if Switch takes off, people are going to have to realize that, you know. There's not yeah. going to be some of these companies, you know, I, I don't think we're ever going to get battlefront or mass effect on switch. Like, I don't think we're ever going to, which is sad yeah. because I would really like, you know, I think the mass effect trilogy, the original mass effect trilogy mm-hmm. would be a great portable experience to take with me and then come back and play on TV. Like I would totally play through those again on switch. Uh, but you know, I would I would love to see these companies take a different approach to Switch and like maybe we don't get that the big one that comes back to mind like we were talking about a couple weeks ago was that Assassin's Creed uh thing where like what if they took the comic book pr- approach where it was very stylized but still set in this world, you know? Maybe yes. it's a spin-off game. Maybe it's not Assassin's Creed 8 or whatever, but it's a spin-off. It's like Assassin's Creed Rogue for last gen or it's you know they just take a different approach to it. I think it would be really cool. I could see them do that. I could see them do that. Yes. Be, but it would be up to Ubisoft cuz I think a lot of people would be uh, if you think of Syndicate and Unity in that kind of sense I think it will work perfectly on Switch because now on the go you have to worry about 
any online problems. I could literally sync up with somebody and we could literally go and, uh, you know, do whatever they do and assess the creek. Like, yeah. And that would and that would be cool to do, or uh, or even Hitman, for example. Like it would be cool to have uh, your switch and you're a Hitman, and you go to like maybe cons or whatever, and you see someone if you if you linking up and you see someone also who has the game. Now you guys are in a battle of. How do you work as a team to kill one man, or do you kill the guy and backstab your team, mm-hmm. or or do everybody is on their own and body hunt who they're going to kill? Yeah, like they like they could do a lot of different stuff that might not even require too much power for them to use in their graphic abilities. Yeah, and like if if. If the, some companies would just take the time and do stuff like that, like, yeah, I I feel like we could get some really cool experiences, and like I still, like, there's still a long list of games that I wish were coming to Switch and might not. I mean, they might, but they might not. Uh, and Hitman's on that list. Like, I would totally check out an episode or two of Hitman on Switch. Right. Um, and I think there, I think a lot of rest and third parties are going to be scared because they're going to be like, "Well, we put out this big major game, but yet something on Switch is killing our sales." Mm-hmm. So that might say, "Be like, well, if it, if you see a constant um, performance of this, maybe you might want to put a game on Switch so you can recuperate some of those lost sales. You don't have to make a card anymore. You can still do your stuff digitally." You can sell yeah. your stuff for thirty, forty dollars, forty, thirty or forty dollars. Look at Sega, for instance. Pull your, pull your Tetris is probably doing major money for them. Yeah, yeah. I, that, I, I just, I, I really hope some of these companies take the time and like give a team, you know, a chance to work on this. You know, give a team a chance to make something cool and like. I don't doubt that we're not. I don't doubt that we're gonna get some kind of Ubi Arts game, like a third Rayman game, or you know something like I don't know Valiant Hearts was, or Child of Light, like those types of games. I have no doubt that we're probably gonna get some of those games on Switch. And you know, I I don't doubt that you know EA is looking at this really hard and saying we need to put more than FIFA on here. Yeah, uh, like those kinds of games will come. I just hope someone takes the time to d- develop a bigger game for this. Like, we can see that big games can run on this thing. Look at Zelda. Yes. Look how big of a world Zelda is. Zelda is very clearly a bigger world than anything Assassin's Creed or Skyrim or even previous Zelda games have put out. You know, or in, or, dedi- in, or dedicate EA Originals to Switch. Yeah, and, like and make- just those kinds of things. Yeah. Because, I mean, I, I don't know what big game that EA could do, but they could create something that's fitting for us, the Switch players. There was a study that came out or a news report that says owners of a Switch are 25 to 34-year-olds. So if that's the new market for the Switch, you guys who are making games for that age group would definitely buy your games on Switch. So that's money for you. That's guaranteed money for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, 
I, I totally agree a hundred percent. I think, uh, there's a lot that could be done to this. And like, I, I know developers want all the power in the world to develop their games, but they're still going to have to port down to these consoles eventually. Like I think companies, and I know like it's for some reason, the switch dev dev kits are kind of hard to get right now for some reason. Uh, I don't know anything behind that or whatever, but like, you know, there's people who want to put games on switch and can't get the dev kits. And then there's big companies that have the dev kits and aren't utilizing them. Right. And a lot of people, it's weird. A lot of people who went from switch to their other consoles, it was just like, now I know why I love the switch more because I could pop my game in and play it. Oh, jeez. Yeah, don't, and even they, they, me, don't even get me started on that Halo update I had the other day, where I was like, I just want to, I just want to put Halo in and just play the game and just shoot some stuff. And it was like yeah. a, like even though it wasn't a big update, it still took fifteen minutes to get this update downloaded and installed. And it's just like, that's fifteen minutes I could be doing something else. Like, yeah, you know, the, it's just, yeah, know. that's why I was just like those install times. If that's not the same thing that's on Switch, everybody's going to be like, okay, Switch version is the def- definitive version. Because I still don't know who's playing Puyo Puyo Tetris on Xbox or PS4. Yeah. Everybody's playing it on Switch. And that's $10 more for the physical copy. Yes, they're getting the keychains and stuff, but that's money for Sega. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and, just, and probably that ten dollars gotta recuperate the losses from the other sisters that nobody's playing at all at this point. Yeah. Oh, go ahead, Corey. No, I was I was just agreeing with you. I was just thinking of all these this these things that I would love to play on Switch and like they all have some sort of just out that they don't have it on Switch or like they don't have the dev kits or you know they're struggling to get their game on the platform because Nintendo doesn't want ports right now and it's just it's just all this weird stuff happening around switch that i just like man all these games have that switch effect and a lot of these games would be super successful on switch and yes they like i don't know there's 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 just been this weird thing coming out about you know how nintendo doesn't want any ports on their system and I understand that to a degree, but like if you would just allow these indie devs to port their game to switch, like so many more people would be inclined to purchase them because there's people like me who like, I like indie games enough. Like I like a lot of, of different ones, but like I am more likely to play hyper light drifter on my switch than I would be on PlayStation four because I want that handheld experience i want that i I want that game i want to take that game with me you know i want to take that game and play it in places where i can't necessarily take my playstation 4 and i think nintendo will allow those ports to come oh yeah i think those companies just got to be like patient because i'm like they already got stuff set in so what do they i'm like why add too much stuff when they're not where they're trying to get their first plan out you Mm -hmm. know yeah and like some of these things i nintendo even came out and said this they're like look we have a lot on our plate right now launching this new system and this this came out in a report about the nes classic uh being discontinued 
Uh, but I think I think the statement still applies here. You know, they said they have a lot on their plate trying to get switches out the door, trying to get these dev kits out to developers because they didn't even they were surprised at how many people wanted dev kits, you know, in terms of indie developers. And, you know, they don't have unlimited resources, you know, they we have to realize Nintendo comparatively to Sony and Microsoft and Apple and stuff. Nintendo is a small company compared to these giants. And like, you know, they don't have the resources that Microsoft does. They don't have the resources that Sony does in terms of, you know, manufacturing and getting these things out and and stuff like that. You know, Nintendo is a relatively small company compared to these yes. other companies. And so, you know, where they focus their their money and time they put into things yeah they're gonna focus their money on churning out their own systems before dev kits and they're gonna focus on putting their money uh on developing their own games before they get these other units to to indie devs you know and like i i do understand that the some of these indie devs are frustrated like you know uh after all this stuff from uh, Dan Adelman was happening, you know, he was calling Nintendo douches and stuff like I can understand why he's frustrated where Axiom Verge could have been ready for a switch launch, you know, like he, he came out and said that in an interview and I understand that that's frustrating for him and probably Tom Happ as well, where you could have had, you know, a game that is so critically loved by a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, could have been ready for a switch launch and it wasn't because they couldn't have a dev kit or they didn't get the okay from Nintendo. And that's probably frustrating to a lot of people, but at the same time, Nintendo, this is Nintendo's product and they want to push their games first and foremost and right. Trying to get these dev kits manufactured and out to indie developers so they can, you know, get these games on the store is probably hard right now. You know, they're transitioning from trying to get, They've been manufacturing three units for such a long time. If you include the NES Classic and the Wii U and the 3DS yeah. and the 2DS and all the different types of models of these systems, trying to <laughs> trying to wind down manufacturing so you can have you know one version of the 3DS, which I'm assuming is going to be the 2DS XL now. Winding down production on the NES Classic, you know, which has been discontinued winding down production on the Wii U and finally just focusing all your manufacturing money on the switch and then getting those dev kits out to indies. Like, right. It's almost like a giant reset for Nintendo. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, it's like this giant manufacturing reset and like Nintendo's going through an exciting period right now, but also on the, on the back end, they're probably going through a, a weird transition you know it's it's a weird thing putting out right. this one console that you know people are super excited for now and people are super excited to develop for so i don't know i just i feel like i'm ranting about this and, and rambling no, on no, about that, it i agree with you it's just but the, but the thing about it is just that so many people count nintendo out and have an attitude and ego about them and then, like I always say, they get shocked when Nintendo's being successful mm-hmm. and they don't fall into the predictions or the expectations you thought that was going to happen to them. You know, it's okay. If they put out all these development kits, what are people going to play them on if there's not enough Nintendo Switches to go out and buy? 
Mm-hmm. So that's going to that's going to mess up your money of, you know, that's going to mess up your business. So they have to balance this stuff. You were in Nintendo shoes as a company. And you was getting all of this supply and demand. What would you do? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I just I don't enjoy on this platform. Yeah, so I, I think people. I think within time, let, let Nintendo do what Nintendo needs to do. It sucks, yes, but let Nintendo do what it needs to I do. Just, Developers, I don't know. There's there. Ed? Oh, you froze. You froze. Oh, thanks, Google. Google. Jerks. Sorry. And, and, and you know, third-party developers, I'm like, just, you could put small games on there, medium-sized games, second-party games, because this is going to be the, this is going to be the thing about it. Since the system is region-free, Amazon Japan is going to get a lot of visits from Nintendo players. And they're yeah. going to be, and they're going to start making second accounts, and they're going to start buying games of that comes out over there to play on that Switch. And when that happens, you guys are going to be really in trouble. Yeah, yeah, and and I think you know some of the like even the big publishers like EA and Activision and and Ubisoft to extent maybe should look at this as the successor to the handheld market and not the console market too. So they can say, look, we'll just create something unique and cool for this handheld device that you can also play on your TV. You know, I, I don't, I still, people are comparing this to PS4 pro and Scorpio. Really, you should probably be more focused in terms of it being a more popular version of, the Vita or the successor to the 3DS and, you know, understand that Nintendo's AAA games are going to be at the forefront and you yes. need to make games that complement those games. Like, you need to make games that complement Zelda by releasing, you know, another Professor Layton game or a Bravely Default game, which is, you know, this is obviously doing a great job of supporting the Switch. And Capcom's already come out and said, look, we're supporting the Switch. You know, we're making it our top priority, which is something we didn't talk about. You know, you need to make games that are good that complement Nintendo's AAA offerings. Like, for example, Super Bomberman was a great complementary game for Zelda to launch with, you know? I, I mean, that game's not amazing, but it's a great little stupid multiplayer game that you can play and have a good time. Yeah. It was a risk that paid off to make people actually respect Konami again. Yeah, and you look at, look, we're not getting a AAA game in May, but we are getting Street Fighter and Disguise 5, which are great complementary games to Nintendo games. Right. You know, and then we get ARMS and Splatoon. And then, you know, after that, we're going to get a big open world game in Skyrim. And then we'll get it, get Nintendo's fall lineup, you know. And and if Ultra Street Fighter Two performance does very well, and you see a drop in Street Fighter Five, that speaks that's speaking volumes. That yeah, is and I think major I think volumes. I think a lot of people are, you know, have always preferred 
Street Fighter 2 in terms of Evo and stuff. Like, yeah, Street Fighter 4 was big, but I think Two is more popular than Street Fighter 5 still at mm-hmm. Evo. And, like, if you give people t- a reason to revisit Street Fighter 2 with new characters to master and, uh, you know, a couple new stages, a couple new tracks, you know, not to mention the actor that people love Street Fighter 2 on Super Nintendo. Yes. Like, that's kind of like the big draw right now, I think, I feel. Like, like I told you, my brother-in-law bought a Switch for Bomberman and Street Fighter. Yeah, he bought Zelda, too, but he bought it because these games are nostalgic to him in terms of Super Nintendo. Not because of Evo or because of the Konami conflict that he probably knows nothing about with Kojima. Right. Like, you know, these little things are also what's attracting and sometimes I feel like we ha- we are so into this that we kind of forget about peop- how, you know, I quote, normal people consume video games. Like, some people buy Nintendo games for nostalgia. Some people buy, you know, Xbox games because they liked Halo buy PlayStation games because crash, you know? Like, sometimes I feel like we do at space in terms of how people consume games. Yes. So I, I do think Nintendo is hitting that audience a little bit harder than than uh, the hardcore audience. You know, Mario Kart's a very nostalgic franchise for people, you know. Super Mario Kart and Mario Kart 64 are still people's favorite Mario Karts. You release yeah. a system that's super popular, you release it with a Mario Kart game. Oh, yeah, I remember playing Mario Kart N64 in my dorm room. Bam, right there. That's that's a system sold. And know? and and be like, oh, Mario Kart Eight on um, college campus. This little screen, four players. Let's do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so that's that's kind of yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't really. Yeah, I just I don't know, man. Things are are still really weird and confusing about the tech behind the switch. But at the end of the day, like. I th- don't I we think all just this, want don't we I all think, just want fun games to play on thing? Yeah, I think for a lot of us, we don't even care about the tech. We just care about the games and how fun how much fun we're having. Yeah, that's another thing too, is like and it's at some point, you know, does it really matter if my games are running in 4K and look super photorealistic? As as much as I did like Battlefront 1, and I am kind of excited for Battlefront 2. I do want to play through a lot of that just because I, I do. But at the same time, like, does it really matter that they went through all this this time and effort developing technology for facial capture? And, you know, does it really matter that they took 3D pictures of real props from the star Wars movies to make accurate models of the X wing. Like do 99.99% of gamers really care that no. EA went out of their way to spend all that money and all that time on Disney's facilities to do that. No, no, I really rogue squadron two for my switch. And I'm good. I'm good because that game, like I do hook up my GameCube from time to time, and that game is always one I pop in because that was like 
underpowered the GameCube was compared to the Xbox, and then they showed off Rogue Squadron 2, and everybody thought we were watching the digital remasters of the movies. <laughs> how good Rogue Squadron 2 looked back then and how good it still looks today. Yep. <sighs> yes. Like, I don't, I don't care. Like, it's nice that, you know, EA has the money to do that, but, like, why not you know, tone down that a little bit and focus some of that money on a, an original Switch title that probably doesn't cost nearly as much to develop paying for that Star Wars license. Right, and people have been so positive about the games, so that kind of says something. Like, if you go on social media, EA, and other companies, and you look at people talking positive about the Switch games and how much fun they're having from adults that's, that you sell games to, that would give you a clue to be like, yeah, maybe we should do something that's cool and fun. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I mean, I just, I, I feel like we're at that point right now where like graphs as powerful of a message as they used to be. And like, it's always nice to look at something pretty like, you know, but like, I don't, I don't even care about upgrading to a 4k TV because I don't care about graphics like I used to, you know, mm-hmm. the jump from the jump from Super Mario Brothers to Super Mario World was impressive. The jump from Super Mario World to Super Mario sixty four was impressive. The jump from Mario sixty four to Sunshine and Galaxy to three D World, all those were super impressive. Yes, like, but like Nintendo games are always going to be Nintendo games, and like that's good enough for me. Like that's really good enough for me. Same here. Like Same you could here. you can still turn on Galaxy and be like, "Oh man, this looks almost as good as 3D World because of the art direction and stuff." Yeah, it's not crisp around the edges because it's not an HD console. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's amazing. It still looks great. So I don't know. It's it's just we're just in this weird time that I just. You know, once everybody gets the switch thing handled and figured out and dev kits go out, I know we're going to get a lot more. I just, I brought it up for the sake of conversation, which is what I do a lot. (laughs) I just always bring up things for the sake of conversation. Exactly. (laughs) And, you know, I, I really can't wait for more switch games. I can't wait to see how they handle virtual console. I can't wait to see. You know, oh, virtual console, yeah, that's gonna I mean, be something. A lot of people are saying now that they're just like, are they even gonna do virtual console, or are they just gonna one day just release Super Metroid as a game in the game store? You know, that's like the big rumor right now is like, are they even gonna do virtual console, or are they just gonna release games on the game store like they've been releasing these Neo Geo games? Yeah, they'll release they'll release it on the console. I still think they need to do that. What I what we talked about the other the other week, where like they just make cool box arts for Super Nintendo games, but for Switch now, they're just on Switch carts now. <sighs> I just can't. Uh, I'm so ready for that. I'm literally just ready for that. Yep. <sighs> well. <laughs> That was a show. Yes, it was. That was, a, that was a fun show. Ed, I love just having conversations with you all the time about Nintendo. 
Thank you. I love I hot. love I love playing Nintendo games and discussing those with you and getting happy and excited because you mentioned Nintendo. You're like, I got this on Freezer. I'm like, yes, they're closer to playing a great game. I know, which, which, you know, the next show we do or the show for next week are, you know, the other one that we're going to record this week for next week. I kind of want to talk about Nintendo's roadmap and how E3 could affect that roadmap. Oh, and that's like, easy. And like, I kind of want to discuss like hypothetical E3 announcements because it's it's what three weeks from or five weeks from tomorrow is the Nintendo yes. conference uh, or direct? I guess five more weeks, I think. Yeah, yeah, five five weeks. Yes. So everybody, Which, by the way, by the way, I did request off Sunday night and Monday and Tuesday. Yeah, I, I'll have Sunday night off, um, but Monday and Tuesday I got to request off. Um, so uh, we will be doing E3 coverage. Everybody will be watching the live streams. We'll be um, doing podcasts, talking about it. You'll probably see some writings. Um, Query might be on optional opinion. Of course, I'm going. We're going to be doing Power Block, but you know, definitely we'll probably finish Power Block and be like, "Oh, Corey, okay, Corey, go get some water." Time optional opinion, and we'll probably dive more into what we're going to discuss. So we will have a lot of content for you guys. We'll be doing reactions. What our thoughts are. Uh, probably maybe some E3 reviews on like how somewhat rated or because I think 2017 is going to be big among everybody. They just got to bring it. What Nintendo's going to bring, they already gave us the 2D, 2DS XL. What else they're going to bring? Who knows? I know. I know. Gosh, how who announced that big five weeks before E3? Like that totally sounds like something they would lead off with. Yes. Or like in their in their 3ds segment with like here's all these cool 3ds games you can expect this summer and fall and by the way here's something new you can play them on yes like that that totally sounds like an e3 thing yes but. And everybody in the comment section, we would love to, if you're watching this on the YouTube um, NGR radio, we would love to know your thoughts or if you come, or you're as part of the Nintendo Power Block Facebook page, I want to know what snacks you're doing for E3 or let me know what snacks I should get for E3. Oh my gosh, dude. I'm, I'm really excited for that week because I'm just, I feel like I'm just going to be super fat from, from <laughs> vacation. <laughs> Yes. Like, I'm going on vacation. I'm leaving in, like, three days. Four days? Five days. I don't know. Saturday. I'm leaving Saturday morning. I'm going to be eating a bunch of crappy food on vacation. I'm going to come back and try to burn it all off so I can just have E3 snacks. Exactly. Uh, it's going to be such a good time. Yay. But I think that's going to wrap up this episode. Ed? Where can they find you on the internet? You guys can find me on Twitter at that retro code. You can also hear my podcast optional opinion at SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, the anomalous video network.podbean.com, and other podcast apps. Um, you can also hear my other podcast, World One One Podcast at shoutengine.com, SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, and other podcast apps. Um, the SoundCloud version I will be updating real soon. 
I'm sorry, everybody. I've just been managing a lot of things. Um, just getting stuff ready for, you know, video content for Nintendo Power Block and getting some writing done together. Um, I do got two more uh, episodes of this uh, Optional Opinion feature that is uh, going on, and then I'm getting ready to do a feature for May. So hopefully you guys will tune in to what that one will be. I can't say what it is, but I think you guys would definitely enjoy it. Yeah. Oh, and before I plug my stuff, I do want to say that I am creating a background, a bit more interesting background for people who are watching on YouTube. Uh, I, I do want to do some cool borders and stuff and, and kind of get me and Ed on the screen at the same time. Yes. Uh, you know, the, the Google Hangouts is kind of an, a convenient way to do this, but the more and more I edit stuff, like the more I wish we were on screen at the same time and Google always acts weird. right now on this end so uh we may be on the screen at the same time at some point soon so uh with cool borders and nintendo characters and stuff so yes but you can find me at cory hudson and h cory and hd on instagram you can find us in the ngr radio facebook group and the nintendo pow block facebook group gonna start promoting that again too facebook.com slash group slash nintendo pow block uh, you can our radio podcast. Uh, you can find me and Ed on that next episode of NGR, uh, which we will be recording tomorrow. So I'm pretty excited. You and Larry are coming on. I'm really excited. Yay! Really excited. Uh, check out our writings on NGRradio.com. Uh, I'm I'm writing reviews for all the Switch games I've played. So I'm going to try to get more yes. of that. <clears throat> And check out my Horizon and my Wonder Boy review. You guys can check that out. Um, I am going to be doing some more reviews once I finish a lot of these games, and then they'll be going up. Yeah. So. Yeah, and once yeah. once. Uh, I would like, <laughs> I would like your opinion on that game too, <laughs> like uh. On which one? On on Zelda. Oh yes, that I'm almost done. I'm working on that tonight and tomorrow. Yeah, and so maybe we'll have a little mini Zelda spoiler cast next episode. Oh, are you ready? I am. Oh my gosh, I'm so ready. Uh, I'm starting to forget that I need to go back in and and just run around the world real quick. (laughs) Uh, But anyways, thank you so much for watching or listening. And until next time, we love you. We love you all. See you next time. Bye. Woo! Yeah.